Hello, thanks for joining us today on the Faith Alive Christian Fellowship Podcast. May God bless, keep, and equip you with today's message. All right, so welcome everybody. We're gonna pick up on on, uh, some things to do with the end times again today. And I'm gonna start today in Matthew chapter 24. And uh, this, is, this passage is very familiar with people who've looked at the end times. Maybe you've never heard it before, but I encourage you, uh, look at that chapter in Matthew. Remember, Jesus is answering three questions when he answers them. So he's not answering one question with everything. He is dealing with three different questions they asked him. They asked the Lord three questions at once, so he answered them. But uh, let's, let's just pick this up here in verse three. Now, as Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives, his disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Verse four, and Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceive you for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled for these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famine, pestilences and earthquakes in various places all these are the beginning of sorrows. And if you look at the, in the Strong's Concordance, the Greek word for sorrows literally means birth pains. It means like a woman just before she has a baby, you know that the, uh, the birth pains come closer and closer together. And as a matter of fact, if you look at, uh, and I looked at some of them statistics on things like earthquakes, they're in the last 40, 50 years on a chart, they're just going almost vertical. The number and frequency of earthquakes that are happening. And so Jesus is giving them indications of his coming, indications of a season that we're coming into. But it's interesting, he said something in here. He said, you'll see nation against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And when I used to read that, I used to think it, and it does mean, you know, bigger scale wars, but the word kingdom there in the Greek actually literally means spiritual kingdom. So one of the signs of Jesus coming is a spiritual kingdom fighting against a spiritual kingdom and increasing in intensity as we get closer to the end. Amen. And so uh, when you see an increase in the battle between God's kingdom and Satan's kingdom intensify, it is a sign to us that we are approaching this last season, this last, I believe, last great harvest is coming up. That's the setup, I believe, to the last great harvest. Amen. So let's just have a little look briefly at the two kingdoms. We're gonna share a few current events in a bit, but in Colossians chapter one, verse 12 to 16, boy, if if I was alive in these days and I wasn't in God's kingdom yet, I'd wanna get in fast. Amen. Gotta be in the right kingdom. Doesn't matter if you're a good person or a bad person. If you're in the wrong kingdom, you gotta get in the right kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. Giving thanks, this is verse 12, Colossians 1, to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us, those that are born again, from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of his love in whom we have redemption. That word redemption means the ransom was paid in full. The cost of our salvation was paid in full through his blood, the blood of Jesus the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. And this is our first point here. Everything was originally created in one kingdom by God. For by him, all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him 
and for him. God started off with one creation. His perfect desire, his best was for creation to serve him. Amen, willingly, but to serve him. And so there was one kingdom, but something happened. The Bible tells us that Satan rebelled against the Godhead and fell from his position. And I just wanna share a couple uh, scriptures that verify this. Jesus spoke in, in the Bible in Luke chapter 10, and he said this to the disciples. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. He, he specifically mentioned that there was a fall of Satan from heaven. Then he goes on in the next verse, he says, but I give you power to tread on scorpions and serpents and over all the power of the enemy. Which kingdom are we in? You know, sometimes people, uh, remember David said, he said, you delivered me from my enemy that was too powerful for me. If you're in the kingdom of darkness, you may become aware of certain things, but you can't really fight the devil that's the head of that kingdom successfully unless you're transferred into the kingdom of God. Your enemy's too strong for you. Jesus is the one who defeated him and everyone that's in the kingdom of God is in Jesus strong and mighty, is in Jesus in authority, amen. So it's important to understand that. As you see things, you wanna be in the right kingdom in the last days. We're gonna hear in a little bit, there's some things coming on the other kingdom. You don't wanna be in that group when it comes down, amen. You don't wanna be there. So Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Revelation 12, seven to nine says, and war broke out in heaven and Michael and his angels fought with the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought and the dragon and his angels did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, just in case we didn't know who that was, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. A couple more glimpses of this. This is important to understand, I believe. Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 13 to 15, little insight here. God saying to, uh, to the devil, you were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardis, the topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, jasper, sapphire, turquoise, emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were the anointed angelic being who covers God speaking, I established you. <laughs> you were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. And something I, I came to understand is that some of the Jewish scholars, they, they teach this. I don't have scriptures for this, but this is one of their teachings, that the devil walking in the fiery stones was getting glimpses of revelation from God as he did that. And one thing we do know is he had pipes and timbrels. He was involved in music and they believe they believe that he would proclaim these revelations in song as he came across them, as God would reveal them to him. And that was part of his, what he was doing. Now we know he became lifted up because of his own beauty. But one of the things they teach is he would get a revelation in these fiery stones of something in the spirit of God and would proclaim it and sing it around the earth. So just keep that in mind. Uh, so when we read on to the next part here, uh, he said, You're, you were perfect in all your ways all your ways from the day you were created till iniquity, this is verse 15, was found in you. And verse 17, your heart was lifted up because of your brightness. Now in Psalm chapter eight, verses four to six, this is called the Psalm, the song of the creation and dominion of man. And verse four says, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than 
Elohim is the Hebrew word there. Godhead, the Godhead, God, triune Godhead. You've made man just a little lower than that. You have made him, you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands and you have put all things under his feet. Now I wanna go over to Hebrews 2.5. We're gonna we'll pull this together in a minute. Just something to think about here. It makes sense and it bears out. How many know that the devil hates humanity? How many know that's a fact? He hates people. He hates God's highest creation. So I believe this bears out. It doesn't have to be exact, but just something to consider. Hebrew chapter, Hebrews chapter two, verse five. For God has not put the world to come of which we speak in subjection to angels. But then it says something interesting. An angel testified in a certain place saying where it says, uh, the King James translates this solemnly testified. And in the, in the Greek language, it actually includes the word to protest. It can mean to protest this passage of scripture. Now, if you consider that it says a specific angel said this and the, and the translators, they translated solemnly testified, but it actually can be even stronger than that. Think about the created angel Lucifer now seeing a creation just prior to this, it went Godhead, the three top angels, Lucifer, Michael, Gabriel, and then the other angels. And all of a sudden there's a new creation that's higher than Lucifer now. There's something God has done in a relatively recent history, man has been created. Lucifer was already there. And so if you read this passage thinking that there might've been some, some uh, protest involved as Lucifer looked at this, we know it's his nature to protest man anyway. So what if he's saying, let me just play the devil's advocate for a minute. What is man you're mindful of him? The son of man, you visit him. You have made him a little lower than yourself. You've crowned him with glory and honor. You've made him to have dominion over the works of your hands and you put all things under his feet. You understand? It's a song of man of dominion, but perhaps, maybe, Lucifer was resisting this new creation that could have dominion over him. Amen. It's a definite possibility. We know he hates God's creation of mankind because he, he was instrumental in getting man to fall from his position of above him back to below him. So it kind of bears out, right? Whether this detail is correct or not, it's just an interesting thought to consider that he was, amen, it says he accuses uh, God's people before God. So it makes sense. He would be, uh, use the word chapped, in his nature. He, was, he, he could be, in his deceived nature, his fallen nature, quite jealous of man, right? Jealousy is not a fruit of the Spirit, right? There is a godly jealousy, but the jealousy that causes self-promotion, self-promotion. Now, when we read in Isaiah, this will make sense, I believe, even more. It says in Isaiah 14, 12, and 15, one more scripture, giving some details about Lucifer. And he's mentioned by name, Isaiah 14, 12 to 15. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground. You who weakened the nations. We'll talk about that in a little minute. But notice one of the characteristics of Lucifer is he wants to weaken nations. Now that might not have met as much as it does in the last few years, but we're starting to notice a spirit that's trying to work in the world to weaken nations. Bear in mind, God wants to strengthen the nations and have sheep nations fulfill their destiny. Amen. He doesn't want weak nations. That's not God's plan. Amen. 
Someone say amen today. God does not want a weak Canada, a weak United States. He doesn't want us to be weak. He wants us to rise up in him, turn to him. Amen, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways and pray, then I'll hear from heaven and I'll heal their land, their nation. So God's wanting us to rise up into our destiny. Hallelujah. But it says, Lucifer wanted to weaken the nations. Verse 13, for you said in your heart, now picture him as an angry fallen angel at this moment. I'm gonna do it again. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit in the mount of the congregation. I can be where man is. I'll sit up there too. On the farther sides of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds and I will be like the most high. But I love verse 15. Yet you shall be brought down. (laughs) You shall be brought down to the lowest parts of the pit. Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you saying, is this the adversary? It uses the word man, but in Hebrew, it actually means the adversary. Is this the adversary who made the earth tremble, who shook the kingdoms, who made the world as a wilderness? Look at this, destroyed its cities. There's another kind of a giveaway. The devil loves to get people stirred up so they destroy cities. What have we seen in the last few years in the Western world? a stirring up, a stirring up of, uh, of anarchist groups wanting to destroy the very cities they live in, that tells me that's birthed in the wrong kingdom. Amen. It's right there. Destroy its cities. And this too, who did not want to let his prisoners go. You know the devil in the kingdom of darkness does not like to let his prisoners go. He wants people trapped in his kingdom, whether they know they're in it or not. He wants them to be addicted. He wants them to be defeated. He wants them to be weak. He wants them to be afraid of him. He wants them to be uh, not able to get out seemingly of his kingdom. He doesn't like to let his prisoners go. But I like what Jesus quoted in Isaiah 61. (laughs) The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he's anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. God's kingdom is about taking back ground and releasing prisoners from the devil's kingdom. To give, to console those who mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. God wants you to be in praise in his kingdom in these days. He doesn't want you to be overwhelmed with trouble and fear. If you're in the kingdom, then start to receive the blessings of the kingdom from the spirit of God. It's peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Look at this. Uh, And they shall rebuild the old ruins and they shall repair the ruined cities. God's gonna turn this thing around in the last days. The devil thought he could just have his way and run headlong and take in and bring in the whole one world government. He's trying too soon to do it. He will not be permitted. Amen. God is not going to allow that to happen in these days. Hallelujah. Get your face set on that. It'll change your whole motivation how you walk out the last days. Hallelujah. If you're, (laughs) get ready for the revival. Don't hunker down and and be waiting for the rapture. Amen. Get ready. Come on. 
Come on, it's time for the church to arise and fulfill its destiny. Those who know their God will do exploits in the last days and be bold, hallelujah. In Ephesians it says, God has chosen the many-sided wisdom of God through the church to express it to the powers of darkness. God's gonna say some things to the kingdom of darkness through the church in the last days. Hallelujah, you are stronger than you know. Hallelujah. We are stronger and more important than we realize in the last days. God has picked you to come to this kingdom for such a time as this. This is, this, this is when you're supposed to be here. So let the Spirit of God work that into us. Let's, let's get that vision worked into it. Let's get faith coming alive. God's got a plan for the world. He's not in retreat. God is moving forward. Amen. Hallelujah. And you're about to see things happen like Pharaoh of old, Amen. God is about to do some things. You know, Pharaoh thought the sea opened up for him so he could chase down God's people. There's a lot of wicked kings and influential people who think there's a way made for them. But I want to tell you a secret today. God is just calling them out to the battlefield. Come on. That's what he's doing. He said, come on, come on, come on out. Amen. Amen. Come on, come on out. Remember, the, remember Baal on the, on, the, on the mountain, the prophets of Baal and God? He said, come on out, Baal, come on out. Let's have a showdown. Is that, that's what you want? Okay. You want a piece of me? There will be discomfort and you will go down. Hallelujah. And why did he do that? So all the people could see whose kingdom reigns over the other kingdom. Amen. Amen. The greater one, the one who created everything in the beginning is the head of his kingdom. Hallelujah. And he will not be mocked. It doesn't matter how hard-hearted wicked kings get, how hard-hearted wicked rulers and celebrities and people who are flowing in the spirit of the Antichrist. It doesn't matter. They might feel emboldened in these days as they think they can race forward. God has a moment where he's about to do some things. Amen. And there's about to be great removals. Hallelujah. There is. Amen. So if we know that, we don't have to be troubled by that. Amen. We don't have to be troubled by that. We pray for salvation for everybody. We pray God grant them the spirit of repentance. But if a wicked king won't repent, he will be removed in these days. Amen. It's coming. It's coming. Hallelujah. It's coming. Hallelujah. Coming to a country near you. You know, I'll just say this. The other day, our prime minister said, Canadians might say they're done with COVID, but COVID's not done with you. And I heard him say that and I thought, I thought if I was sitting there, I might say to him, is that a promise or a threat? You are now the spokesman for COVID trying to scare the whole nation about it once again. Now, when people like that get overconfident, oversure, all I'm gonna say is watch out, buddy. <laughs> Watch out, you try to lock down God's church all over again? Woo! Ah, look out now, because Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And he told the wicked kings in Psalm 2, kiss the son, lest he be angry. Get the fear of the Lord all over you. Pray for leaders that they get the fear of the Lord. But if they won't, and if they don't, their days on their throne are limited, just like Pharaoh of old, Haman of old, come on, Herod of old, Herod of old, he sat up on the throne and he said, he's a God, he's a God. And he got eaten by worms right in front of the people. Amen, some of this stuff, come on, there's a time and a season. 
Come on, justice and mercy are both coming at the same time. Come into the kingdom of God, you got mercy over there. Don't be in the wrong kingdom because justice is coming on that stuff. Hallelujah, amen. All right, Ephesians chapter two, Let's, uh, point two here. Both Jesus and the devil work through people. Now we know that's true. They work through people on the earth. Ephesians two, and I'm not gonna read the entire passage here, but I'll, I'll just give you a couple verses from it. In verse 10, it says this, talking about God's people. We are created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God has got good things for his people to do. He's even got them prepared and set up. Amen. So we can walk into good work so he can express himself through us in the last days. But verse two gives us an indication of how the devil operates. It says, you once walked, talking to people now, you once walked according to the, the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, that's the devil, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So he's actively working the devil through people. He's been trying to put people in positions, racing this agenda forward, getting them in key positions. He's, one thing he is is very cunning, very strategic, and he doesn't care if it takes 10 years, 100 years, 150 years. He's trying to get us to this moment where he thinks he's about to overthrow everything and bring the world into subjection to him. And so he's working through wicked people. So when you hear world leaders talking like the devil, then you understand it's a giveaway to the rest of the world. What if God wants to expose it all to the whole wide world, how wicked the devil is and how good he is in front of them all, just like he did on Mount Carmel, just like he did at the Red Sea? Amen, that's the pattern. You can look at things and you can look at patterns and see God's nature in them and how he likes to turn things around. We may not feel like it, but we're on the verge of a turnaround and a season of the glory of God being poured out on the whole wide world. Why would he let a fallen angel steal the show? He's not about to. As a matter of fact, he's canceled the fourth act that he thought the devil thought he was gonna get. Canceled, amen. God's gonna finish this thing out the way he wants to because he's the creator. He said, I created the destroyer that destroys in Isaiah. No weapon formed against you, my people, is gonna be allowed to prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you can condemn it in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, church. We need to get a little more confident about who our king is and what our position is because in Jesus, we're seated in heavenly places high above everything else that's going on in him, in Jesus. Hallelujah. You're in the government. There's wicked kings who feel like they're in the government and they are in the earthly government, but you're seated with Christ in heavenly places. What does it say in the word? Whatsoever you bind shall be bound. Whatsoever you loose shall be loosed. And you must speak those things as illegal that are illegal in heaven. Speak them on the earth as illegal. Resist the spirit of the antichrist. Well, the best way to do that is corporately in a local assembly as God reveals that strategy for the place where we are. Amen, start with our community, start where we are, right? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, then the whole wide world, hallelujah. Sometimes we get so fixated on the huge that we miss the daily and the local, right? We need to just say, God, help me to start where I am. Bloom where you're planted. Shine the light where it can be seen around us. 
Hallelujah. I believe I'm in the midst of people that are doing that. Hallelujah. Look what Jesus said. I mean, these scriptures, they start to, they start to come alive as we get into the last days. God puts a, he puts a refresh on some of these things and these patterns and we start to go, oh, Holy Spirit, you are speaking to us in the last days about your plans. He's revealing it to the church. John 8, 37 uh, to 47, I'll just pick up verse 44. Jesus said to the Jews, this is bold. He said, you are of your father, the devil. The desires of your father, you wanna do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. Say this after me, the devil is a liar. Oh boy, that's good to hear, amen. The devil is a liar. He's the father of it. He approached Eve and said, oh, you know, has God said, you know, imagine this little scenario. He loves to get people to imagine a scenario. He works even through our culture to get us to try to imagine scenarios that have nothing to do with reality. But if you buy into them, there's, there's a force working there of deception that can cause people to be deceived. It even says in the Bible, if it was possible, even the elect would be deceived in the end times, if it was possible. So there's a spirit of deception going around through everything. And he's still working, by the way, through music. He's still working through those things to try to get in. I mean, there was a song not that long ago, John Lennon, imagine there's no heaven. Imagine there's no hell below. Imagine all the people living as one. You know, that was a terrible impression of John Lennon. But anyway, using beautiful melodies and music, just imagine, imagine this. No, let's get in the word and so we can know the truth. Then we can be in faith, not in imagine, but in faith, amen, and we can see our destiny together. Hallelujah. Mm. I just need to say, this is gonna get more intense before it gets calm. I believe by the Spirit of God. There's some intensity coming. So if we get ready for it, God's gonna turn this thing very soon, but we haven't hit the pinnacle of it yet. We haven't hit it yet, but God, amen. Imagine how the children of Israel felt on the banks of the Red Sea. Do you think there might've been a little bit of a stress factor there, watching Pharaoh race towards them? I know we like to say, well, I wouldn't feel any stress in that moment. Well, you might, <clears throat> you might, until the sea opened up. And even then, until Pharaoh was under the waves, then what happened? A praise party, woo! <laughs> I will sing unto the Lord. He has triumphed gloriously. The horse and rider fall into the sea. Amen. But God is looking for some people who can sing the song of victory right now. Hey, 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 come on. Because those are the people that aren't gonna bend. They're not gonna bow. They're not gonna compromise and keep backing up from this thing. They're gonna rise up and say, that's illegal. Shutting down the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is illegal. Now we just need to stand in that and God's gonna do the work. God's the one sending the angels, hallelujah. But he's sending them. This is an intensity between two kingdoms that is colliding in a greater frequency and greater intensity. And that's why, no surprise, the whole wide world is looking at current events and going, something's going on. I talk to people all the time are going, Something's going on. I'll see it's the battle between good and evil. They're not even believers and they'll go, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. They're starting to talk. See what's God doing? He's opening up the eyes of people so they can see the difference between the two kingdoms. They can see how good God is and how mean the devil is. Hallelujah. 
so they don't want to be in his kingdom. Hallelujah. All right. So the devil, let's, let's review. But first, uh, John, John 10, 10, Jesus said this, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and that more abundantly. Jesus wants us to know the contrast, the difference. He wants everybody to know the difference between the two kingdoms. He wants it to be obvious. He wants the truth to come out. And these are days of great exposure. I truly believe that our mouths may fall open before this is all over when we see the exposure that's about to come on wicked kings in the earth. I believe it's gonna shock. So it's better to understand this is what's going on. It won't be so hard. It won't be so hard to, uh, to process that. If we start processing it now, we'll get to be the people of faith. We'll understand when it happens. We'll say, God, you are the God of justice and mercy. Amen. 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 It's a different dispensation. Amen. It's, <laughs> it's the days of the intensity of the two kingdoms colliding in front of our eyes. So we might as well enjoy it. We might as well enjoy it. Amen, because we're not gonna stop it. Hallelujah, it's coming, it's coming. So the devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to weaken the nations, destroy the sovereignty of nations. He wants to rule the world through wicked people. Many of them worship him openly. Many of them do. He wants to destroy cities. He doesn't want to let people imprisoned in his kingdom be freed. And he wants them addicted. He wants them in fear. He wants them to live in slavery to him. And he is also attempting to rule the entire world in these days through wicked people by doing what the Bible says in Psalm 94. Psalm 94, it says uh, verse 20 to 23, and I'll just read the one, the one uh, verse there. It says, the throne of iniquity, it's a wicked kings, devise evil by passing laws. Boy, that's a scripture for today, isn't it? Wicked kings plot evil by passing laws and saying, this is our new law. What are you gonna do about it? Okay, we're gonna talk a little bit, just a little bit about current events, not too much today. Uh, we talk about the World Economic Forum. We talked about that last time but I just wanna just, just share a few things that are current from the last two months. Maybe you did know, maybe you didn't know, but it's interesting. The World Economic Forum, of course, wants to dispose all the citizens of Earth of all of their possessions. They openly advocate this. Klaus Schwab, the leader, says, it's 2030, you will own nothing and you will be happy. They are actively working through their huge fund called BlackRock, buying huge tracts of land, in North America right now, as well as Bill and Melinda Gates buying huge tracts of farmland, they have plans and they're not good. Now remember, God is gonna put a stop to this nonsense before it gets to the point where they want it to go. But they still have their plans, they will try. And so the United Nations, I used to think they, were a, they must be a good thing because they have the peacekeeper army. Well, the part of that's not good is they have an army. Just because they call themselves peacekeeper, don't be fooled. And what I'm about to tell you happened in July of this year. The United Nations did a public newscast, wasn't played on most of our news stations, by the way. Not even our conservative stations played it, but I've got the clip of it. And they did it in a, in a way that they just said it to a selective group of, of reporters. And this is what they said. This is the United Nations, not the WEF headed by Klaus Schwab. The United Nations said this. The United Nations has entered in July of 2022. 
The United Nations has entered into a written agreement with Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum to accelerate the 2030 Great Reset, end of quote. That is their agenda. They have an army. That's what they think they're going to do. Remember we talked about all these different names on different organizations and they pretend they're different from each other? Well, suddenly they're all these kings are taking counsel together and they're, they're revealing to us they're all working together not for the good of humanity. Here's another one, the World Health Organization. I'll say it, they're not a good organization anymore. Maybe at one time they were, they are not in these days. And you'll believe me after I tell you what they did in May. In May, 2022, they held an emergency meeting with the representatives of almost every country in the world to implement an emergency resolution. Also not on all mainstream media, it was a little bit on some. I think there's a couple of good guys on Fox News that covered it, Jesse Waters, uh, Tucker Carlson. They're worth checking in with for news once in a while. And it said they implemented an emergency resolution to grant total control over the sovereignty of every country in the world in the event, to them, to the WHO, in the event of any future global pandemics or health emergencies. Suddenly, they want the heads of nations to surrender the sovereignty of their country to an organization that is linked with these other organizations. Oh boy. Are we awake yet? And, and here's the part that we need to kind of be a little bit sober about. Our own prime minister openly, openly welcomed this. Joe Biden went planning, planning to sign, send a delegation. Over 200 countries showed up. And guess what happened? Over 40 nations, mostly African brothers and sisters and Christian leaders, stood against the World Health Organization at that meeting and said, no, we're not doing this. And they needed a certain percentage to pass it. And if they wouldn't have stood up and said no, they would have just rammed it through, but they stood up and resisted it. And you know what the World Health Organization said? We better wait another year then. We'll wait till next year. We're gonna try it again next year. Mm, time to pray about some things, resist some things. Remember, weaken the nations, weaken the nations. I'll give you one more, George Soros. The news, the mainstream media does not let his name get said on their newscasts. They actually talk to their guests and say, you can't say this name. Fox just recently let them start saying his name, a few of them. George Soros was a Hungarian Jewish man that helped the Nazis loot pillage, dispossessed the Jews at the end of World War II in Hungary. He was a teenager at the time, and I saw the interview with him, and they said, do you regret, George, doing this to the Jewish people working with the Nazis? You know what his answer was? It's so chilling. No. No. They went in a little further into the interview, and then he said, to me, it's all about making money. That's, that's his comment. He's a multi-billionaire, has the George Soros Open Society Foundations. Now, let me tell you what he's done. I'll have to use the United States because I'm sure he's active in Canada. He has funded over 400 police chiefs, district attorneys, and judges that will be soft on crime in United States of America. Why would he want to make district attorneys and police chiefs and judges soft on crime, if not to have civil war in the United States of America. And who is he working with? Obviously, he's working with the devil because he's trying to destroy cities, but he's working with these other groups. Some of the same people are on the same boards with the same groups, and they're all connected. They're like a hydra. Remember a hydra? It's got all these heads chop one off and another one grows. They did it on purpose so we couldn't say one group was bad. They all 
just kind of counter each other. And then when the time comes, all of them take counsel together against the Lord and his anointing and say, what can we do to get rid of this? What can we do? Don't forget, just one more, and then we'll get on something really good again. Amen. But it's good to know these things. It's good not to be naive. And you can look this up. I want to say you can find some of this stuff for yourself. You won't find it on Google or YouTube. You might find a little bit. Go to Rumble. Go onto some of the alternate news and search it, and you will find what I'm telling you. Find it for yourself if you're not sure. Amen. And so he also funded Antifa and Black Lives Matter, George Soros. Remember, destroy cities. Nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. The devil wants weak nations, ruined cities, chaos, anarchy, civil wars, weak families. And they also want to destroy the middle class in the Western world and in Western Europe. They want the middle class weakened financially. You know what God says about that plan? (laughs) And Pastor Don said, God's got a reset coming and he's got a wealth transfer coming. And it doesn't matter if you're high class, middle class or no class, if you're in covenant with God concerning giving, he's gonna get finances over to you. So don't fear, little flock. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. They will do what they will do. Pharaoh's gonna do what he's gonna do. Haman's gonna do what he's gonna do, but he's gonna get hung on his own gallows in front of all the people. Amen. Come on, we got to get a little thicker skin here. Come on, we got to kind of understand some of this stuff. Don't let your heart get troubled, but it's okay to kind of be understanding what's really going on. Otherwise, we could not be the cure. We might be part of the problem. If we yield to this stuff, we're part of the problem. He who resists the spirit of Antichrist will do so until he's taken out of the way. Our job, part of our job description is to resist the spirit of the Antichrist. Amen. God wants a voice on the earth to stand against this stuff. Hallelujah. It's important. He told Jeremiah, I put my words in your mouth to pull some things down, to root out some things. Oh, and to build and plant. Build the church. Plant the church. Build up the kingdom of God, but tear down the devil's kingdom. And remember, it's not people. It's not the people. It's the thing behind the people. We should be praying for redemption. God, grant them the spirit of repentance. But I'm gonna say it again. If they won't repent, they will be removed. Amen, it's coming. It's coming. It's, it's just, the game's just about over, you know? I've heard the Lord say some things in the spirit. That's enough. I've had enough. Justice and mercy is coming together. There's things that are gonna flow, man. Different dispensation, but you got the right stuff in you. You've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. You've got the right stuff in you. You might not feel like it. Just process this in prayer. Stay in the peace of God and it won't trouble you. You'll stay in peace. Don't let your heart get troubled by it. Just, just say, God, what about that? Do I, give me your peace. Give me your vision. Give me your understanding. And you will be one of the people who is not shaking When this shaking continues, you won't be shaken like the rest of the world. People will come to you and go, how come you're so relaxed and peaceful? Didn't you hear what just happened? Yeah, I heard about that. Well, let me tell you what's going on. It's Hebrews chapter 12, verse 26. We'll be able to say this. He has promised saying, yet once more, I shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This indicates the removal of things that are being shaken Kingdom of darkness. God's going to remove some of the kingdom of darkness through the shaking. He's just said he's going to remove some things, right? That the things that cannot be shaken may remain. That's his kingdom. God's kingdom isn't going to get shaken. 
Amen. We might get a little shaken, we might get a little, but we, if we lock in tight in his kingdom, that shaking's gonna subside. You can have peace in the middle of a storm. Amen. We need to. I wanna submit, we need to. We need to have peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. It says, that is, amen, the kingdom of God is peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. If you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost, you need to get baptized in the Holy Ghost. These are the days you need to be in the Holy Spirit. Must have it, must have it. And then he says that the things that cannot be shaken may remain for since, here it is again, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us have grace by the which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Boy, we should know that we can come into a throne room and receive grace, but we should also have an awe and a respect and a reverence. Because think about it, this same God that said to Moses, I'm gonna pass by you, you're gonna see my hinder parts, my goodness. You know what's in front of God facing his enemies? The justice of God, that's what they're seeing. And we should have a sense of awe, like Joshua of old who saw the Lord from the front as the captain of the Lord of hosts. And he said, whoa, he fell down. He said, who are you? And he said, I'm the captain of the Lord of hosts. That's what our enemies are seeing in the last days. Heaven's armies are being dispatched. Angels are being dispatched. This is the showdown of the ages happening right in front of this generation. Amen. So we can either, we can either get tied in the kingdom, get plugged in, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves so much the more as you see the day approaching. As we see it approaching, it's more important than ever to be in church. It's essential. Amen, because there's a spirit of deception out there that's working overtime, working overtime. All right, oh boy. The battle between God's kingdom and Satan's kingdom is intensifying. We will see great exposure of evil and removal of wicked kings if they, like Pharaoh, refuse to repent. In order, what's the purpose? To facilitate God's glory covering the earth and the final great outpouring, great harvest. God wants the world to see who he really is. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. In Matthew 25, it says this. It says, the lake of fire was created for the devil and his angels. That's what it says. So God did not create hell in the lake of fire with the intention of any human being having to go there. However, people who refuse to accept the gift of salvation, he has no choice because you're locked, you're a prisoner in the wrong kingdom. Since Adam's fall, there's been two kingdoms. You gotta get out of that kingdom. The only way is to receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, receive the rescue from that kingdom, and you can't do anything to earn it, so you might as well just receive it. It's freely offered. He's got a rescue for people in the wrong kingdom. He loves people. He's not willing that any should perish. He says to his people, flee from Babylon, get out of there. Jesus said, save yourself from this crooked and perverse generation. Take the rescue, take the gospel message, receive Jesus Christ today. Receive him as Savior and Lord. All you've got to do is believe that he came and shed his blood and it's sufficient to pay the ransom to get you out of that kingdom, as it says in Colossians. He's transferred us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of his love by his blood that was the ransom paid in full. Amen. So receive Jesus Christ 
receive the gift that's offered, get out of the kingdom of darkness, get into God's kingdom, then you'll be able to do what God really wants you to do, come to the kingdom for such a time as this, come to his kingdom, then you can do some things. Are you dissatisfied with what's happening in the country? Do you see forces of evil and good? Then God wants you to take the next step and get into the winning side, get into the winning kingdom. There is more revival happening to what Mario Marillo called the patriots in the United States than any other people group right now. He said the patriots, people who love their country, right now are ripe to come into the kingdom of God because they're troubled by what they see happening to their freedoms. They're awake to some of this stuff and they're ready. Amen. So praise God. We pray that you've received Jesus, that you are hearing God's voice today. The Bible says, today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Don't let the devil do your imagination over. Just hear the truth, respond to the truth. The truth you know will make you free. And Jesus is our only hope. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So God bless you. We're gonna leave it at that. And uh, praise God, hallelujah. Good word, good word, good word. Good word. Excellent, 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 excellent. So there's a gospel message in that, isn't there? You know, see, we were born into iniquity. That means we were born with a sin nature. So we need Jesus to be our Savior. We won't be good enough to make it into heaven. We can only receive Christ and his righteousness to save us from sin. We were born into iniquity. We have a nature to sin. And then we were born a citizen of the wrong kingdom. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to shock you, but you, really we were born not only in sin, but we were born uh, in, subject to being seduced by the father of lies, Satan. I'm just saying the simple gospel. Here it is. We're seeing it more and more. Amen. That's why we confess Jesus as Lord and Savior. Savior and Lord. He's the King of Kings. Amen. So when we're born again, when we receive Christ, because of the work of Christ, we can't save ourselves. We need a Savior. Jesus paid the price for our sin, to be redeemed from sin. There's all kinds of sins. Sin of iniquity we're born in. We have a nature. We have a nature. We need a new nature. We need Jesus living on the inside. Then he'll work on the outside. We try to work from the outside in. But let Jesus come in and he'll work from the inside out. Another kingdom. Another kingdom. Another kingdom. Justice, just, justice judgment, or mercy. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. God counsels us to choose life by confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior because in him is life. In him is the spirit of life. Amen. So we need to receive Christ. I'm just going to read a scripture. I know we've heard it a lot of times, but I just feel a little, read, read this scripture, Romans 10. It is so simple. Yeah. Don't wait till you die to find out which kingdom you've been a part of. Don't wait till you die to find out if you're saved. That's a foolish decision. Amen. When you can know the truth, it'll set you free. Romans 10, 9 and 10. 
if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus. So right now, self is on the throne. If we're not born again, self is on the throne. Uh, and self, because of sin, becomes subject to Satan and his seductions, his deceiving. And when we believe a lie, we act out on out that lie. But Jesus said, you can know the truth, and the truth that you know will set you free. And then Jesus means Savior. Yes. If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Unto salvation. You change the borders of your country. You change your nature. You get a new nature, born again. You change. It's a decision. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is like your passport, like your citizenship. The Bible says our citizenship can be in heaven. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're going to see this more and more as the days approach. And now the church has a job. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. We're not to hide our light. We're to shine our light and speak forth the truth to others. People need to know the truth about the Word of God and how it fits in today's events. What's going on? What's going on? There's a collision between two, uh, two nations. Amen. The kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. Light means truth. Light means love. Light means God. Jesus is the light. Amen. We can know the truth. And through deception, he deceives nations, Satan. So we have a job to do. And I'll, I'll say this too. We need to understand how spiritual laws work. And one of them is Satan is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Watch what we speak. You know, he gets permission from people. He gets permission from people. He deceives them and gets permission. Oh, yeah, well, I guess you can do that. No, we're to resist evil. We're to resist evil and say, no, you can't. We need to rise up in authority and say, no, you can't. No, 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 that's not true. We're not going to receive that. Amen. I, and I do not believe, I, I believe we're coming into the time of the restoration of the church. Yes. The restoration of the church. Yes. God's going to fulfill all things. Amen. Yes. Through the church. We, you want to be part uh, in position. You can have your light, but your, your hill is government. Set in position in God's government. His church. God wants to sign his light through his church, his people. Amen. So become part of a, a local church and be careful what you say. Don't give away your inheritance. <laughs> Amen. Don't give it away. Don't give it away for a little bowl of beans. Speak the truth only. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. There's power. There's power. Life and death are in, in the power of what we say. Yeah. I believe we expose darkness, but I tell people, I say, you know, when it talks about wars and famines and earthquakes and all of that, because I say, boy, that's coming in the world, but I'm not of that kingdom. 
I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. And uh, we, you look, God's always taking care of his people. Now, we need to listen to God. We need to position ourselves in some things. Amen. Get the light going. Get the light going of God's word and amen. Stay and walk in the light. Walk in the truth of God's word. Amen. And uh, the world out there is just, I mean, there's people talking all kinds of things and they need to. They need to talk these things because the world's in great trouble. Amen. But he's still the one that calms the storms. Amen. He still calms the storms. And glory to God. We need to find out your authority in Christ. Don't, don't, don't misuse your authority. Because you can, speak, you can speak contrary to the word of God and guess what? You give place to the devil. But you speak according to the word of God, you give power to God. You release power in the earth. We're God's, we're still in dominion. I, don't, I didn't see anywhere in the word of God he gave man dominion. I don't see anywhere in the word of God that our dominion was taken away. Unless we give it away. Thus we give it away by deception. And speaking it, speaking his authority, we speak it out and say, yeah. Yeah. Sing the blues, get the blues. <laughs> Groan and moan. Amen. Watch, watch what you say. Praise God. Praise God. So, Father, we thank you for this great, wonderful service. Thank you, Lord, for good times coming up ahead. Many, many great things coming. Thank you, Lord, for your wonderful people, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the online portion of this week's message, but we'd love to connect with you in person. Our services are held weekly at 10 a.m. Sunday mornings, upstairs at 3771 Broadway Avenue, Smithers, B.C. If you're on the go and you'd like to participate in tithes and offerings, you can e-transfer them to facfsmithers at citywest.ca. Till next time, God bless and keep you from all of us here at Faith Alive Christian Fellowship.